You guys are in for such a treat. We just finished talking with Luna. She officiated Alex and I's wedding back in 2021 and literally people still are talking to me about her to this day. She is multifaceted. She is amazing. And she just talked to us about all kinds of stuff today. Yeah, Luna has, I mean, I still remember the day that I met her at your wedding. She mm -hmm. is just so special and has so much wisdom and yeah. it just really is just the sweetest thing. And so I'm excited for all of you guys to listen to this episode and there's so much to learn, so many resources that mm -hmm. everyone can learn about. And so we're excited for you guys to hear. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Lean and Learn podcast, where two best friends, a mom and a therapist, come together to lean on each other and learn from each other. This podcast was created to hear stories of success, suffering, and everything in between. A space for women to feel connected, supported, and heard. You can expect total realness from Priscilla and Zoe as we share our own life experiences, and we hope you take this journey with us as we lean on and learn from. Welcome back to another episode. I'm here with a very, 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 very special guest. Um, she is a licensed social worker, a certified medical interpreter, and a trained spiritual healer. Um, we call her Luna, but her name's Lisa. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you, both of you. I'm yeah. super happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to maybe start with you sharing about the spiritual healing and talk about maybe what that part is, because I'm not super familiar with that part. And I imagine our listeners might not know what that all entails. So if we wanted to start there, I'd love to cool. hear. Cool, cool. Um, spiritual healing. Mm. I was trained by a woman who probably the closest thing to it would be shamanic practitioner but or shamanism, which is kind of like really in truth, archeologically speaking, anthropologically speaking, it's like the most ancient form of human uh, spirituality that we know. And it's been mm -hmm. on the planet as long as we have been. And it's grown over time to be a little bit co-opted by the new age. But at the same time, it's all just humanity expressing itself, exploring itself, especially those gifts that we come in with that are not typically, uh, supported by the culture mm -hmm. so to speak and say so, more about that like what do you mean well <laughs> um people who can see spirit who can talk mm -hmm. spirit people mm -hmm. who understand the world of energy mm -hmm. people who are connected to animals animal medicine the five elements you know earth water fire wind metal um, being able to work with the energies that actually support life as we know it, but are yeah. in our new world and our wild world of fabricated and yet still very important reality, we forget about and we've gotten cut off from as human beings. And so I was lucky to find her when I was only like 27, 28. Wow. Where'd you do that trading with her? In Boise, Idaho. She's wow. just awesome. Wow. Yeah, beautiful elder woman who just like literally more of a traditional experience of an and you know an elder woman who just lives in a little house on the side of Boise, tucked under the hills where Native Americans used to live, and and she just does her thing, and it's not you know promoted, and it's not mm -hmm. it's, it just is what it is, and uh, I feel really blessed to be part of kind of a silent and yet ancient lineage of understanding how to be human on planet Earth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I just thinking about like, when you say training, what kinds of things, like, what would that look like for you guys? You know, when we signed up, um, it turned into three solid years of walking really tightly. And then she kind of shoved us off by ourselves for a while. And then we came back to her again and it looked like walking beside someone for 18 years total, but three solid Mm -hmm. years as a beginner, um, just walking in off the street, getting word of mouth to see her as a client, as a healer, Mm -hmm. as one who is seeking healing, let's say. And then she asked us to sign up if we wanted to for the course called spiritual healing. I think Mm -hmm. 10 of us started and only four of us lasted more than a month. And then uh, looked like meeting with her. Uh, I'm trying to remember how often it was then. I don't think it was weekly, but maybe monthly or biweekly and gathering in her little basement and sometimes Mm -hmm. going up into the mountains and being literally taught over time how to journey, how to see, how to, how to listen, how to trust our intuition, trust our imagination, connect to the earth. And I'm thinking too, like you were so young, 27, 28, that you were opened up to all this. And I, I know a lot of people like that sort of my age now have no clue even about, um, what you're even saying. And so, um, that's so cool that you've had that many years of, on this journey. And Do that, you, are you doing what she's doing now then? Are you teaching courses with people? No. Yes, I yes. do. Um, but when I was kind of shaking my head, which is what you were responding to. Yes. Is- <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> the woman who taught me is, it would bring tears to my eyes. Like, oh. yeah, I don't, mm, there's no replicating that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no replicating that. Um, but she has a deep understanding of the body, mind, and her hands on the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, she taught me that my gift is auditory. It's mm-hmm. hearing and speaking and translating literally, which is connected to Spanish speaking, but not, it's a different form of interpreting people's emotional and mental contents, traumatic events, life events, helping them reinterpret them and Uh, find the truth and the power and the healing that can come through anything we go through. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's a gift. Yeah. And so what that really looks like then to you, like on your kind of day to day, you're spending a lot of time in that interpreting kind of role. And, and I love what you say, because as a social worker myself, I use interpreters a lot and they're not social workers often, or they don't have that background. So I love that you're saying to be able to interpret like the emotion behind just the words too. That's so cool. And that's super special. Cause I, yeah, that's not my experience so often with, with interpreters. So yes, and that's a good point. Cause my training as a social worker serves my interpreter self, the right. interpreter gets supported by the social worker. And a lot of therapists that I work for do notice that. And I've noticed that people can move through things really well, probably because of that ability to like truly tune into their emotional self mm-hmm. and imagine interpreting emotion in interpreting thought instead of words. Right. And it, and it's a cool experience in healing sessions or in mental health sessions or medical health sessions. It's really How cool. is that on you? Because when I imagine that, I would feel like that would be like really heavy. And that would be something that would be hard for me to sit with because I don't do. I mean, that would be that would just be a challenge for me, I think. Yeah, it is. It is something that I've had to learn how to handle, especially both with interpreting and healing work. People will bring forth the worst 
parts of their life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in seconds flat, sometimes I walk into the room and I'm hearing about someone's journey across the border where mm-hmm. their best friend died before their very eyes, or they were brutalized on their way. Like, sorry to say that stuff, but it's, it's part it's of the true. Scope yeah. of work, you it's know, life, yeah. people who I met someone the other day who was, a or she from Honduras and she's one of the people who walked all the way here. You know, wow, and wow. that it just—it's one of those things. You're just—I got chills when you just said that. It's amazing, yeah. you know. And and sitting there with them, and to back to Priscilla's question, there were times years ago I used to get migraines, and one day I sat down and I said to myself, "Okay, what is this migraine really made up of?" And I started writing in my journal, and it was the stories I'd heard all week. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, Lisa Luna, you know how to do this." You've got to grieve and you've got to process after every single one. If you get a zinger, then you go to your car and you sit there and you breathe and you cry and you pray, you let it go, but be with it until it's done. And I don't really have migraines anymore. So being the voice of another person, it does break my heart open. It increases the strength of my heart. And it also helps me understand not only as a white woman, like here in little Boise, Idaho, which is such a peaceful, beautiful place to live for the most part. Um, that we're part of this big world that is, you know, it's crossing and weaving into all parts of our, mm-hmm. our life and our psyche, whether we're aware of it or not. And so it's, a, if I feel like it's a little bit of a privilege, even though it's really hard emotionally to just be someone whose life can bridge those worlds. You know? And that's what sure. I, Yeah. I was thinking that too. It's like being in a place like Idaho and being able to provide a service in Spanish to people like that is that's rare. That's super rare. And so that just in itself is, um, yeah, just super special and just such yeah. a, yeah. Random little blimp in the world a, where you're able to a little secret about this crazy red state too. Like there, this is a crazy place to live in at, at the, time. <laughs> the politics, and yeah, well. yeah. but down in the trenches of the trenches, let's say there yeah. are people, there are therapists, there are doctors, there are, they are doing beautiful work with all layers of humanity you know yeah. i mean it may still be kind of a tiny slice that i wish was bigger but it's there it's, it's here it's yeah. here yeah yeah i love that cool. well the next thing i wanted to talk with you about was this and i i actually i hadn't i didn't know that you were doing this so if we wanted to talk about the unapologetic empire um if you wanted to share about that because as i was reading your description about that i'm like wow this is amazing and um, it's also a free resource. So that also piques my interest even more oh, for really? listeners. Yeah. So if you wanted to share That's a awesome. little bit about that, yeah, yeah. And this is your baby, right? This is all you. No, this is okay. something that actually kind of like my teacher, Suzanne, um, mm-hmm. this next thing that I'm going to speak about a little bit is the f- second time in my life that I have felt aligned enough with another person to say, I will support your vision as well as build my own and the unapologetic empire is actually the baby um of but she would also say yes it is yours lisa luna and (laughs) it's five of us it's five of us but jillian aurora is her name and you can find her on facebook and uh they'll share the links and stuff but she really um over a course of many years but she's only like 30 something put together something that to me is just code breaking code cracking truth 
and she really helps women face the part of themselves that self betrays and people pleases to the point of engaging and sustaining toxic family, mm -hmm. religion, community, intimacy, just basically when she approached me, it's like, I want to help women break out of toxic ideology at every level and deal with patriarchal patriarchy in every part of their own psyche, their own body, their own heart, their own choice making all of it. Mm -hmm. And it's really it calls you out, it calls you up. Um, but there are five of us, two beautiful black women, three beautiful white women, and we are um, doing this throughout the country. Like, so we're all over the place, Tennessee, wow. Kansas, uh, Boise, and ooh, where's the other one that so I will remember? Anyway, um, it's somewhere else. Somewhere some Illinois, 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 Illinois. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's the newest one. And uh, so we have five meetings a week. They're online. They're free, different hours of different days and different tones and different uh, Jillian recognized that she's a very cerebral, intellectual, analytical woman, mm -hmm. and she knew she needed people to reach other women because there are lots of women and they don't all speak the same language. They don't all have the same liberation path. Mm -hmm. So we all have a very different tone, a very different reality, and we just offer support and conversation and accountability to women who are ready to be unapologetically who they really are and even just discover that maybe for the first time. So that's it's like amazing. A, yeah, it's like a group of women that you can come to it, sign up, Just, private. Yeah. You're 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 with your one of you kind of leading a conversation, and it's on, on, uh, online. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And you do have to go through a safety, uh, you have to fill out a safety application first because we do take it really seriously. And yeah. some people are in pretty serious situations. Um, the story is again, similar to interpreting would blow your mind what people live yeah. through live with. And, um, but we have women in Canada, England, like the United States all over the place. Like it's really cool. And it's just only a year old. So we've just begun wow. rolling. It's going to hurt, turn into a 5013C and we just want to, wow keep growing, keep building and just help because life on earth right now is so insanely challenging for everybody, but women, children, especially. And yeah. as you know, it's just, it's really time to keep bringing the, the equivalent to what else is coming at us and just continue mm -hmm. to self, you know, self empower, connect to other people who say yes. And it's, it's just time. It's just, I got to keep doing it. And it's sometimes yeah. hard, but it's like, you got to keep finding ways to bring it. Bring yeah. it. How you, it's just so rewarding too. You know, you're like watching these people find this part of themselves that they maybe didn't know that they had, or, you know, that th they're finding the power to finally be who they are. And so that's really cool that you get to be a part of that and help them find that. It's true. And it is. And the reason I'm doing it is because I, although I have this really kick-ass part of myself, who's very wise and gifted since I would probably say I was a child. And then Suzanne helped me really claim it my intimate life with men has been an absolute disaster and that has been really painful it's totally rooted in trauma that i understand but get me to break those codes and stay awake and alive and with myself fully That's when a I'm whole other thing when i'm dealing with <laughs> yeah. sexuality and emotionality yeah. um it's it's really challenging and so it is rewarding priscilla super because the hell i've been through turns into something that i can say you can do this. I've got mm -hmm. your hand. And then mm -hmm. they're also like holding me accountable to the truths I tell or the stories I share. And it's, um, it's a really beautiful community of, uh, equals working together to keep 
to keep shining, to keep growing. That's really cool. How many women would you say are signed up in your guys' classes? What does that look like for you guys? Thankfully, so far, it's only like maybe seven to 12 in a certain session, which we are talking about how you keep that real if it keeps growing, because we've, we're up to like 300 and some members or something, and we hope mm -hmm. to keep going. But people, as you know, in this modern world, they might sign up, doesn't mean they're going to show up, right? And so yeah. we, we are serving a different level, but we have a lot of people on the on the connected space of the Facebook and, and the meetup group and stuff like that. You can find it through different things and we're going to continue to market and bring it out more. Um, so then it's like, what do you do when there's 20 online? I don't know about that yet. You know, like I'm a pretty intimate person. I like yeah. to keep close in, but we just keep working and then we'll just find new people that continue to offer. And hopefully it'll be, be like a big, beautiful tree of women supporting women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I just, and I love the idea too, because I think in that specific demographic, it's a really vulnerable place to be seeking help for. And so to be able to have other women and like what you're saying, like your own lived experience to show like, come on, this is the way and I can do it with you. I think it's just, yeah, I, I, I love that for, for people who need it. Cause I working with clients myself, it's like, it's hard to want to ask for help in general. And then to have these very mm -hmm. shameful experiences or just vulnerable experiences, it's like, it's the secret you never want to say out loud or, you know, something like that. So, um, I love that idea of, um, like walking along with them. Yeah. I just think that's mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. 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 One thing I want to say about that really quickly, cause Jillian, um, she really rocked my world when I met her online first in just a general, there's a book on a place on Facebook, like the entry point would be called just unapologetic. And that's where I met her and started interacting on Facebook and was aware that I kept putting these things in place for myself over and over again of like, what? Mm. Like just a dialogue on Facebook would put this missing puzzle piece inside my own understanding of myself and the way I self oppress or the way I have been oppressed. Mm. And it was amazing. And the other thing that I found with her, which I hadn't found even in some of the circles I created for myself with some of my best women friends in previous chapters of life, the kind of abuse that we're dealing with when it's a toxic relationship, which means a co-created maintained over time usually relationship one other way to refer to it now in culture is narcissistic abuse but we try to stay away from that because it's such a buzzword mm -hmm. but it is a form of emotional mental relating that is so toxic and often it's not a slap in the face sometimes it is but it's not it's just it's gaslighting it's all those invisible wounds and the attachment wounds that get you know flared up when you're with someone who is opportunistic, manipulative, and and meeting other women who hold a space of non-judgment as you mm -hmm. hold each other accountable. Most of the time, you're just getting shamed left and right in that, you know, whether it's the old school, the women who used to get punched in the face and they right. would go to the store and everybody, whatever. It's, it's not that much different when you're in a culture where people are like, what is your problem? Why can't you just get out of that relationship and stay out of it? Like, why are you with him again? You were doing so great. Like, what's your problem? You know, and I had well-meaning, very cool women who would act like that with me. And it kept yeah. me shoved into those little corners of continuing to go back to that dude who I knew wasn't good for me, but I could not not want. Yeah. And so cool to deconstruct that and just say, hey, you're not 
dumb. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with you. There's mm -hmm. conditioning, there's trauma, there's wiring, there's truth that just needs to be unfurled. And that's something that I'm really enjoying with this group. Uh, it's just, it's phenomenal. And it's the safest place yeah. I've ever found in now 50 years that's to amazing. talk my shit through. It's like, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank well, and I think too, just like the idea of like being gaslit for so long and then to have other people like as your sounding board, like, no, you're not crazy. Like, yes, like you're yeah. on this, right. That is just, just that in itself is like, okay, you know, I can keep moving forward. Exactly. And I, yeah. I know my, you know, my way, my way here. So, yeah. yeah. So for the listeners or people listening and people that are, you know, I mean, I feel like this can resonate with everybody, right? Yeah. Like everyone's gone through things. Women in this day and age just need support. Like there's just no, no going around that. And mm -hmm. so you're helping these women come together, identify, correct, identify what they're going through and then how to change that. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that. That's really, really we'll cool. We'll put all the links to everything in the show notes too, because I think that um, that'll be yeah. an easy way to get to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you have so much to bring to the table too, right? Because I mean, so you're a medical interpreter, which I want to talk about that a little bit too. And you have that social work experience. So you can help people get to the root of their the things that are going on. And so now that we had talked about the unapologetic empire, what does the medical interpreter look like and how are you using that tool? I went to the Peace Corps when I was a 20 something mm -hmm. and I learned to speak Spanish back then. And I came home and always looked for places to utilize it, had my social work degree before that. And those two things together ended up being like, um, <laughs> yeah, <exactly laughs> and at the same time, um, I do tend to choose professions you don't get paid very well for, as you can imagine. <laughs> it's just not about the money, people. It just isn't. It's about the heart and it's about really being on purpose with yourself. I feel like that. When I look around me, I'm like, how did I do this? Oh, I followed my heart even before I knew what that was. You know, it's like, so medical interpreting looked like social work was driving me a little bit crazy with the um, just paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. I also didn't go forth and get like a master's degree level. Like when I came to that fork in the road, I chose to spiritually train with Suzanne instead of go for a master's degree because I knew that I wanted to serve people differently. Mm -hmm. However, I do value my social work degree so much and I love my licensing and I keep it up. And when I was like turning that point of like, I don't want to do social work in the system anymore. I want to help people differently. I gave myself permission to do two things. Number one, uh, start interpreting only instead of being a social worker and, and a bilingual social worker. Mm -hmm. And then I also gave myself permission to start my healing practice, Earth Song Healing Arts. And so I had two little babies at that time. I had like a newborn and a three-year-old and I was leaving a husband that I just yeah. needed to leave. And I wanted to stay home with them. Interpreting lets you say yes and no whenever you want. It's kind of chaotic. It doesn't pay that great, but it's better than other stuff. And so yeah. I ended up in a place where, where I got taught Spanish by people who loved me, took care of me, took me in, in another country. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I feel like every day I get to 
extend that care to the people who did that for me when I was 22 and went to their country. Now, granted the legality and all those other things comes in, right? I was there as a Peace Corps volunteer. I went with support and invitation by the country, but um, I just get to help everyday people, whether they're documented or not, just get the medical care they need to survive at yeah. an affordable level. And then it turned into mental health just because people kind of like, who are you and how you do that? Okay, come over here now. And then it's just been referral, referral. And so it kind of blossomed into all of it. But I'm thankful that I sometimes do only medical appointments because mental health appointments all the time would, would crack me. I would, I don't know how, I don't know how counselors do it. I don't, how, how counselors <laughs> do like six clients a day or however they do. I do not know. <laughs> I, know I think I had like eight today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't I know. know do that. I, I couldn't do it. Sometimes I ask Zoe, I'm just like, are you okay? <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I think you have to be very good at compartmentalizing your time. It's like, that's mm-hmm. my my work life and my personal life. But what I was going to say that I think is so cool and I feel resistant to it, but I am really interested as well. Like in a way where I'm like, why am I resistant is, um, that you've been able to blend. Cause for me as a social worker, I'm like so serious, so professional, so stay within the code of ethics. And it feels like I have this pull to like bring in other things like how you've done. And like I said, I feel resistant to that, but it's like, I'm questioning why, because it seems like it, like, there's not a law that says you can't do that, you know? So it's no, like, there isn't a law that says right. and guess what? It's so cool that you brought up the code of ethics, because I feel like as someone who gave herself permission to like, kind of take that, you yes. know, yeah. that comet, like the, the tale of the comet of the new age that says you can do whatever you want. Just yeah. put title on it pretend you know what the fuck you're talking about you go right which is such dangerous bullshit at the same time we won't go into that but i do have my issue which is why i said trained spiritual healer but the other part of my training is social work and i do pay attention to that code of ethics even and i'm doing earth song healing arts because i see teenagers i see i work with families like where i might have the mom in a woman's group and i see the daughter individually Mm -hmm. and and things can get really beautifully complex but if you're going to be an intergenerational healer what better thing to do is just get deeply into people's family system yeah i mean hey it is cool yeah. But there is no billing insurance for me. There is no, you know, it's it's a different yeah. world. You have to be willing to live with less security. That's for real, like the way I live. Um, but at the same time, I do like that. And I honor what you're saying. I think that resistance is not necessarily negative because yeah. it's deep respect for the way that our boundaries get broken as well. And I think when people mm-hmm. freelance a little too much, um, there's a lot of irresponsibility out there in the way people serve sometimes. So I think you're probably really well to do it because you probably wouldn't take advantage of that you know it's like yeah. all right don't say too much or else i'm gonna right. go off and do a whole my dream is to have some kind of like herb mixed in herbology kind of thing but yeah that's, Girl, just, that's Girl, a whole other that thing. is what the world is asking of us now so yes yes <laughs> and i wanted to talk um kind of next topic you mentioned this like you had two little babies as you were getting Mm -hmm. started with interpreting and like that whole world and navigating then becoming divorced and a single mom talk about how your personal life and how all of that has influenced 
what you're doing and and where you're at today? Ooh, that's a question. I know that's a big one. I know it's big. <laughs> yeah, we're digging deep. I mean, yeah. and something you said too about the compartmentalization. Yeah. Sometimes I feel uh, a little awkward about that. However, I have a lot of serendipitous things happen to me. And when I was branching out back in the day, a businesswoman reached out to me and asked me to bring my mission and my Earth Song statement and stuff to her to just kind of give me some guidance of which way to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I will always remember she said to me, you are part of a new workforce that does not leave their heart at the door. And like you bring it all with you, like you are what you are, what you are, and just yeah. be okay with that. Like there is, mm -hmm. and you know me, Zoe, a little bit when we've hung out, yeah. like I don't like, I don't do this all the time, but I kind of bring the Luna with me wherever I yes. go. I am that. I cannot yeah. help it, you know, <laughs> yes. but hopefully it's not sanctimonious and turns people off. It usually opens people up, leaves them a little like, what? what Talking you about you for years to come. Exactly. <laughs> you you know? leave a happy, yeah. healthy impression yeah. on people. I mean, yeah. I only had like one interaction with you in, per in person and I just like, I mean, our conversations, like I still remember them clear as mm -hmm. day and it's been a couple years now. So, I mean, you really are just a, the ray of sunshine. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, that ray of sunshine came from some really big cracks in the, yeah. you know, like in life, like the lightning bolt. So when you say the personal life, mm -hmm. my what was the impetus really behind the divorce and starting my life over and daring to become a healer? As my teacher said, put your shingle out there finally was because my brother and my nephew, who was only three, my brother, 33, were killed in a car wreck in like seconds flat, like yeah. seconds flat on a Colorado highway when I was 35. Wow. And that just created like, it wasn't, it was a crisis, but it wasn't a crisis. It created like a spiritual mm -hmm. are you going to be who you are? Like, you're going to do this now? Or are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with what just happened? It wasn't like, it was really an invitation into another life that mm -hmm. is right here. It's right here. And that created like just this whole mm, desire to more than be yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. More than be okay. I, w I was like, you know, looked at this life and, and the husband I was married to and I'm just like, um, this isn't, I knew this wasn't really, I didn't feel comfortable 100% and I knew it. And so I literally saw my brother's death and I opened actually literally to his spirit and kind of said, what the, what was that? What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And I remember words coming that just said, don't, don't die in a life you don't love. Mm -hmm. you know and don't yeah. die running from a life you don't love like die in a life that you love and when I heard those words I was like that's what I'm doing and mm -hmm. so I started that and I took my kids with me and I think kids I feel I feel for kids I feel for kids especially mm -hmm. now oh my gosh they are so on their parents trip though too a lot of yeah. times oh, for sure I mean, they're on their parents' trip no matter what, but especially those of us who get a divorce and go do whatever. I mean, Zoe, you you know, I mean, just some of us. Well, who and thank you for saying that too, because I will die before I ever hear my parents admit to admit that. that. So yeah. I think that that's super awesome that you can admit to that because totally, I mean, yeah, I was on, I was on their ride. And when I was able to say no more, my life changed for the better. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. 
But that's the part, like when I started my life over, I am also a child of divorce and I was on people's trip and I figured that out to a certain degree. And I thought, oh shit, like I got to do this, but this is not normal. And I have these two little souls with me. So I've been walking this line of making sure that I am like a mom who can pay the bills and a mom who shows up and a mom, you know, while giving myself permission to travel and sing and do music and create this stuff and have boyfriends that don't necessarily make sense sometimes. And, (laughs) you know, but just be honest and create the bridge and be real with them so that they have the the tools that they need to live right now in this modern Mm -hmm. world where leave it to beaver just ain't happening that much anymore. People. Priscilla, you have a beautiful story. I listened to it and I'm like, excuse me what the hell (laughs) awesome but for much of for many of us that just does not happen Mm -hmm. alex too zoe i love you guys but that just that was not my story this lifetime you know yeah Yeah. ryan is a special a special breed there (laughs) yeah no he's great we you know and it's it's hasn't always been easy i mean we've had to grow up together you know i mean we're knocking on 11 years together and I'm only 29. And so it is crazy. It's yeah. So crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> but also like, I just, the thing that I can appreciate about Ryan is, you know, we're always like putting the work in, you yeah. know, cause we're not the same people we were when we first met, but it's just putting the work in, having the hard conversations you know, showing my ugly self, which is there. I think you got super lucky. You guys both did because like at the core of you both, you really want the same things. And I think that's where the difficulties come is when like those true core values and desires are just not aligned. And it's like, you're trying to make it work, trying to make it work, doing those like ugly things. And it's just not Mm -hmm. happening. And I feel like, yeah, that's like the, you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. That core. Yes. Yeah. But but to speak to what you were saying too. So now I have, um, Sage is, my daughter is 18, you know, Jacob's 15. But when we, I walked out the door when Jacob was in utero, you know, and Sage was three and a half. And so the cool thing is when you can say my personal life, I am now experiencing like conversations with my young adult daughter that show me what she's paid attention to, what she's heard me speak to, what she's seen me go through and really claim herself, her story, look Mm -hmm. at her grandparents and see what serves and what doesn't serve. Look at me and be told clearly like that was really unsustainable for mommy. And that was a bad idea or, or I have every right to do that because Mm -hmm. I am my own person and I will Mm -hmm. do what I want to do. I don't care what your father says or what that overpowering judgmental boyfriend says or dot that mm-hmm. yeah and, um she's navigating things that of course are she just literally last night we had a conversation that i'm like i watched and listened to my uh my healed voice my healed mm-hmm. traumas my not repeat themselves in my daughter i've seen that in her life yeah. to literally parent thanks to my training with suzanne and the work that I've done on myself, along with my parents who also are willing to tell the truth and do the work and heal the patterns to mm-hmm. see things be different in the next generation, to see my daughter's self-esteem be different, to see her choices be different, to see who she attracts to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be done. It can happen. But it does require the parents um, 
either the the child has to do the hard work like you and me zoe like of our own accord and mm -hmm. maybe be able to heal with them or just create no contact boundaries mm -hmm. um, or anything in between or it does take the parent facing their shit yeah. and dealing with it and getting it off their children and that if there's something i want to put out in the world in the next five years of my life or less i do want to do like parenting courses or teaching or circles that just really help kids and teens and parents like it's it's such a mess out there right now and a lot of times parents are their own worst enemy they are mm -hmm. they are they are crushing their children with so much stuff that i just wish they would be like looking at for themselves <laughs> so true uh, yeah, I could talk on that. I do a lot of parent Actually, training yeah. and uh, I could talk on that forever, even just yeah. with my personal life too. But I think it's so like, it's so special that you've been able to do that with Sage and show her that because mm -hmm. she's now ha having that model for herself now with her family as she gets older. And it's like, it's like a to coin flip for me or for people in our situations where we didn't get that maybe yeah. Healing. So I, like figure it out on your own or you're not going to figure it out. So yeah. I think it's important too, Luna, like you were saying, just like having those conversations yeah. with our kids, right? Like our kids hear what we're saying. Our kids are absorbing it and just having those difficult conversations and the fact that, you know, your daughter could come to you and talk to you about something that's so vulnerable. I mean, not every kid, I didn't have that. Like I didn't go tell my parents about my first experience. And so to just be able to just have that open communication with your kids, I think that's really special. And that's, those are a lot of the conversations we're starting to have now. You know, I mean, I have two girls and it's like, okay, we need to start talking about these things. I mean, they're in elementary school in this really messy world and they're going to hear things and I want them to hear our values and I want them to hear it from me. And if we're, we need to start talking about these things and it can't be, I mean, I've even, you know, I've even said too, like, it's awkward for me to have these conversations. Yeah. I don't know how to have these conversations because I wasn't, I didn't have these conversations with my parents. So now I'm having to break down those walls and be the change and be like, okay, it's going to be awkward, but it's going to get easier. And it's going to, you know, I mean, it's rewarding because I want my kids to feel safe to come to me. Yeah, it is. And I love what you're saying there too, because I think a lot of people, they, it starts when they're, little babies it starts mm -hmm. when they're in elementary school you don't have a good relationship with a teenager unless you have a good relationship with the one who was younger like a lot of people mm -hmm. wait till they're teens and then they're like trying to do all this deep stuff or have these conversations there's no foundation for it mm -hmm. the parent and the parent hasn't dealt with their own emotions or their own sexuality or they're in their own unhealthy relationship the marriage mm -hmm. itself maybe that stays together isn't a great example for the kids and mm -hmm. like having the conversation that's honest look what you also said that i like is where we don't always have the answer and that's okay yeah. to say and that's okay <laughs> to say yeah and okay to like not lose your grip as a parent or like i i find this really interesting place with them a lot of times where i'm like you guys like i don't i don't i don't know i don't have the answer to this but i'm also not like flailing in a you know the human basics are still really important no matter what else is going on and i admit that i didn't live in the world that you guys live in and so yeah. i have to feel these messages at 11 or now mm -hmm. you know i didn't have group chats where people are all of a sudden turning on each other and shaming each other in seconds flat like 
what you know yeah yeah like handwritten notes and somebody sent right? it in or something like what the hell pass it down the- human, right? <laughs> but like that oh, that fine line because we're all figuring it out together and they need a guide and they need someone who's going to keep them safe to a certain degree and yet we the old authoritarian is just it's not it's that's done it's done you try to yeah. play that game, you're gonna lose you know so yeah fine yeah. line fine line yeah yeah yeah. I think it's really important too to recognize that that didn't work for for us, you know, growing up, and so now, you know, wanting to do and bring something different to our kids. I mean, it's important, especially just because the day. I mean, today's world is so different from even when we were kids. The mm-hmm. stuff that's going on is just. I didn't know about like. And I was not sheltered, but the stuff that's happening right now, it's like these kids. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot. So it's like, we have to pivot as parents to, Mm -hmm. to be able to really support them in this crazy world we're in. Yeah. You guys say that 20 years younger than me. And then I'm like, I'm from, I'm from the last decade there was, which is a 70 thing, but still it's like, oh my God. We all go back there. I think it'd be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the questions we always like to kind of end with a couple of questions about um, just how our listeners can dive deeper into this topic. I think we talked about a couple really good specific things. Um, Your website um, is it earth song healing? I want to make sure I'm saying yeah, it right. It's song healing arts. Yeah. Wordpress.com. It's a, it's a totally free one, everybody. I'm not the greatest at marketing, but it is there <laughs> and you can find me and I have a lot of descriptors and I haven't really kept it up to date, but it is totally legit and there to connect for. Yeah. It's a way for them to get to you and to exactly. see the things that you do. Cause I don't even think we didn't even go into like all your circles that you do. And just, we didn't right. really even touch. There's so much that you offer. So um, that is a great place. And then the un- unapologetic empire, uh, we'll link that too. But is there anything else like, as like, I, we always like to give like a tangible step. If someone that was listening was interested in like leaning into, I'm thinking like more of like the spiritual healing and like mm-hmm. all of that, where would you say for them to, to start? Mm, let's see. Um, one of the cool, one of the best homeworks I ever got in my whole life, um, from my teacher when we started was, uh, spend an hour a day outside spend one hour a day outside and I would add to that like connecting you know to the wind you know to water leaning your back against a tree when you're stressed out um holding a rock and giving your emotions to the rock and then giving it to the earth um letting the earth like reconnect and support you doing open-eyed meditation and just uh being open you know maybe asking a question and then walking outside and sitting down and letting the earth talk to you um, that would be the thing that I personally am still kind of shy about because I think it's such a, mm, it's just an, it's a different niche, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I have gotten in a little bit of trouble for trying to be like, what do they call that? A cultural appropriator. But I just don't buy it one bit because um, we are all children of the earth. Yep. We are all made from the same elements and my feeling is our culture is going to continue to deteriorate and get more and more toxic. And the way that we heal is returning to the elements of the earth that is our body, our emotions, you know, our, our thoughts. It's water, wind, fire. You know, it's like it's so basic and it's right inside of us. Yeah. And it's right inside. It doesn't even have to go somewhere spectacular. It's like there's a little hill. There's a little park. There's your own yard. Some place where you just start to hear 
Did you hear the birds today? Did you hear the chirp? Did you watch a squirrel do something kind of weird? I sat at the river today. The squirrel was like standing on top of this tiny little like stick. I'm like, what are you doing? You funny. <laughs> and just getting, finding joy and finding healing in literally relating to nature mm -hmm. and not in some woo woo weird way. It's like, you are human. We are actually animals. Yeah. We just have this amazing brain and all this other stuff going on. And we've created this huge world on top of the natural world, but mm -hmm. we are still totally dependent upon and woven into the natural world. And so that would be for me, like just beginning the most basic taking walks. Yeah listening watching the moon do you know what phase the moon's in what planets are pushing us around right now you know things like that it's like let the cosmos back in let the earth back into your being to your body to your consciousness i love that yeah yeah i think that's that like so great yeah like slowing down too because i mm -hmm. think it's like just yeah taking a quiet moment and paying attention to what's all around us yeah yeah, yeah. paying attention to what's all around us exactly yeah yeah we had one last question. Mm -hmm. Do you want to ask it for Solarican? I don't know if you um, know the question I was thinking. I'll ask it. No, you I go have. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, through everything that you've shared, what what is the biggest piece that you've learned or what, what is like, has been like the biggest takeaway? I know that's a huge question, but like, is there a mantra or like something that you have just really like what stuck with you through all of your experience that today you'd say is like your biggest takeaway from everything oh boy I know it's a big question <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a big question it's a big question and the I'm trying to figure out how I would say it but I mean honestly and this may sound kind of odd but I'm sure there are people out there who um yeah, who who cares? Who cares if it sounds odd? Um, there, there's, how do I say this? What has stayed with me, what has stayed with me is the fact that losing my brother so young, and then I've had the experience of other people dying young, yeah. and people's lives that you just think that doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily make sense. But what has stayed with me is that there is another world over there. Like when people die, when we, when we lose people, they there is another world there that's still right there and there's mm -hmm. i don't know there's something called eternal life it's not what christians taught but it is real and there's something about the spirit world and the energy world that is always communicating and it's always supporting us psychedelics is a brand new like interest in everybody and i swear all they're doing is piercing the veil that is right there for all of us to connect to and feed our lives with different ideas inspiration creativity and guidance and death has been kind of a strange portal for me to really trust these gifts and to know that i am not full of shit. like i am mm -hmm. not a crazy person yeah the new age has its edges and its problems but the more we expand into what we don't necessarily know but from a place of integrity like what you're speaking about zoe not like haphazard and doing whatever like really understanding the consequences and the power that we have inside of us um and just living lives that stay open to the mystery and to what more is going on on this planet. It's not all about shopping and earning money and retiring. And it's not all about the material world. Yeah. You know, there's more going on. And yet, yes, enjoy every bit of it. Enjoy music and shopping and cars and houses, all of it. 
but bring those worlds together a little more fully so the material world is not so empty of what mm -hmm. really, really, really matters to all of us, you know? Yeah. No, that's great. You can find, you know, fulfillment in so many other things besides money and things, right? It's like love and the earth and just grounding yourself and just like knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. I think that's the the biggest, the biggest thing for sure. Yeah. And those expressions come through something else. So, you know, we, it's wonderful to have a lot of those physical things, but we all know that adage of like money can't buy happiness, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. but it also helps you not be stressed, you know? So there's this braid that I just think is really available. And unfortunately, or fortunately death and literal experiences of loss, um, opened me up to more of life, not less. Mm -hmm. more. Which is so like, that's just another interesting thing that, and your experience is just, I get fascinated by it because I think for me personally, and then a lot of people in just the world, in my world, it's like the opposite is true. Death oh. closes you. And I, I think that's been something for me, like just within this last year of how much loss, you know, Alex and I have had, mm -hmm. I keep saying, I feel like my world's so closed off. I feel like my world's so small. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's helping me think of it in a different way of, of like, you can, you, you can turn into it, like, instead of turning it out, you know, leaning outside of it. And yeah, I think that's, a good way to think about it and yeah but it does require that willingness to communicate and open up and new and you you know learn new new languages so to speak or new yeah. ways of new ways of perceiving but it doesn't have to be uh too far out there like it is and i'm working on still feeling you know mm, comfortable with it all of those gifts you know but i love what you're saying there and you're right and i don't want to invalidate the painful side of any of it and uh I don't think you are at all. I think yeah. it's a different way to validate the pain. I think it's a different yeah, way to experience the pain. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It doesn't have to be your only option to sink in your hole and die. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there's other ways to, to, to. Yeah. There's a mystery about it, but I like that. I like that. It's a beautiful thing to end on really, because yes, it's, it is. You know, there's, there's just so much to it, but I do, I would say that that is one thing that this, this lifetime, whatever it is that I've had to really, death has been a really intense companion for me, mm -hmm. but it has been a beautiful teacher. And it, I think is one of the reasons I love every sip of beer and I love every fight I have with my kids and, mm -hmm. you know, as well as every beautiful thing. It's like, it just makes me savor it even more. Like it makes me love physical life even more. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I will die some time or the next person I love, you know, it's just, it's some kind of odd little opening, but that is what stays yeah. with me is the ability to handle death and to open to more life death on every level of when a relationship ends or mm -hmm. somebody graduates from high school or, you know, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. it's constantly happening. It doesn't have to be a physical death. So yeah, lurk, working with those energies well and helping them to uh, open the spiral of life. Love yeah. That. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. A good place, like such a good ending. Um, and I think too, like with what we were already talking about. If anyone wants support from you, they can reach yeah. you at your website. And if they, they wanted can. to kind of, you know, take a journey with you in any way, they, there's ways to, to go about that. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Luna. I think we hit everything and, um, I feel yeah. good about it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.